0: Welcome back to another Pocket Pod episode. For those of you who are new to the show, the Pocket Pod series is where uh, my sister and I make pocket-sized podcasts that fit seamlessly into your everyday busy lives. So I'm one of the hosts, my name is Kenny, and my other co-host is Rachel. Rachel, how's it going?
1: Hi, it's going well. Did you watch the Super Bowl last night?
0: I did watch the Super Bowl, which was also apparently Rihanna's big baby announcement.
1: Oh my gosh! It's so exciting.
0: Very exciting. It was a, it was a great Super Bowl from a football perspective, but mm-hmm. also quite a big uh, social media explosion from that baby announcement.
1: Oh yeah, I know. Everyone was wondering who she's gonna bring on stage with her, and then it happened to be a baby.
0: <laughs> it happened. The biggest was feature amazing. was her baby. Yep. <laughs> I could I could tell I was getting old though when I was grateful that the Super Bowl was ending before 11 o'clock, and I oh was like, gosh. yes, I can go, I could go to bed at a reasonable time and wake up tomorrow. <laughs> and it was in that moment where I was like, I am definitely getting old in life.
1: Uh, it's okay, everyone gets older. Sleep's important.
0: Yeah, we should uh, eventually in this country move to having the Monday after the Super Bowl off as a holiday. For oh my God. I think it would <laughs> it would increase the happiness of everybody in this country.
1: Good. We'll see what happens. <laughs> Anyways, the topic I wanted to get into today was more of a general topic about professionalism. Um, I know that there have been some scares at least in the students community and maybe in the residents community as well, uh, where there just happens to be some unkind people. Um, I know that some students are maybe entering their clinical right now and they're worried about nurses not wanting students or nurses being mean to them. Uh, Maybe people are new grads are looking for jobs and there's this term going around about like the uh, more experienced nurses eating their young. Uh, So I just want to talk about that with you. (laughs) Yeah,
0: I think that is something that isn't quite unique to medicine. I think other industries see this as well, Uh, Mm -hmm. but the high intensity and the high pressure situation in medicine can really put a magnifying glass to these types of personalities and this culture that medicine breeds. Uh, So I've never heard that phrase that the old (laughs) eat their young, Uh, but it it does paint quite the good visual for somebody who's never been through this experience.
1: Yeah, it's definitely a term you will never forget once you hear it. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Absolutely not. Um, And like you said, it doesn't just go with like older nurses, it goes with older docs, and really anyone in their profession who's been doing this for a long time. Um, It's funny going back to the Super Bowl too. you like, you hear older people like complain about the halftime show or the way Mm -hmm. the game is being played. Like, for example, I was talking to a patient today and he was just saying he was lamenting at how he didn't really like Travis Kelsey or Patrick Mahomes, who are the quarterback and the tight end for the Kansas City Chiefs. And I was kind of pushing him on. And I was like, why don't you like those guys? And he's just like, I don't like the way they showboat, because back in my day, you just like worked hard and you didn't look for any praise. Um, mm-hmm. And it's just like sort of this like mindset and mentality that different generations just sort of hold on to. Um, Yeah, there
1: definitely is like, I see difference in generations or like, whether it's communication or just the way they present themselves and like, whether they're at home or in the workspace, like there's some pretty defining features of each generation. And maybe that like has to do with the way they interact with each other too. I mean, it's definitely easier to interact with someone who's in your generation versus someone who's two generations ahead or behind you.
0: I certainly think there are very big gaps in generations. I think technology mm-hmm. is probably going to be uh, one of the biggest gaps that you'll see um, between some of the older people in your profession and some of the new grads. Uh, like I'm guarantee you will see people typing with one finger at a time <laughs> um, and you will just understand that they come from a different generation than you. Uh, and some people are very receptive to asking for help from younger people who understand technology more. Um, mm-hmm. Other people are more resistant. And I think... In anyone's profession, you just have to know how to work with different people with different backgrounds and different skill sets to make your life and ultimately your job easier in the long run.
1: You know, you and I are in different generations too. We work. very I guess differently. that's technically
0: that's technically true, and I do view you as a little silly at times. <laughs> uh, so even I, even I, fall guilty to feeling like the old man in the room.
1: Yeah. Do you have any examples maybe (laughs) that you can share of maybe times you've just seen like unkind people, things that we don't want to strive for?
0: Yeah, I think, unfortunately, I see some of the like nurses butting heads with residents. um, Mm -hmm. And I think where where the stem's from is nurses spend the most time with patients, and so they become very attached to patients, and ultimately, at the end of the day, they just want nothing wrong done to, to their patients, which is totally acceptable. Um, I think, unfortunately, they feel like not everybody has that same sentiment in mind, and... To be honest, maybe there are some residents and doctors who don't hold themselves to the same standard and who don't make it seem like the patient that they're currently taking care of is the most important person that they're taking care of at that time. Um, So we as a profession could be doing better then. Um, But one example that I can think of is we were, uh, I'm on my uh, acute pain service right now. So part of the things that we do is we round on patients who have either epidurals or nerve pump catheters. Um, And so every day we go around on these patients and basically make sure that their catheters haven't moved and that they're getting adequate analgesia. And if they're not getting adequate pain control, one thing we can do is adjust the infusion rates or the bolus rate um, to hopefully get them more pain relief. And so that scenario was sort of playing itself out like a couple of weeks ago or so. Um, And one of my junior residence was adjusting the pump himself and the nurse came in and he basically asked like do you want me to adjust this pump for you or do you want to do it yourself um and the nurse was basically like well if you want your legs broken then you can go ahead and adjust that pump but if not i would suggest you don't do that and obviously from my perspective i just saw him you know trying to be a nice guy the pump wasn't in a very convenient position. So he was willing to get down on his knees and make the pump adjustment. Um, But that was a scenario where you're kind of meeting a stranger in front of a patient and they say this, you know, almost threatening and off-putting statement to you that she probably didn't really see any harm in it. And I I really don't even know like what perspective she was coming from. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's sort of, Puts you off, and luckily it was a junior resident who like was able to handle himself and like not say anything in that moment. And I talked to him afterwards about it. Uh, but it's one of those situations where you like almost double take, and you're like, "Did somebody really just say that?" Yeah. And like, if you start paying attention in medicine, you hear a lot of language like that a lot, and some of it is sarcastic, and some of it's like humans, like a human's way of processing stress and processing those interactions but eventually you're going to have the wrong personality on the other side of that comment, and it's not going to go over very well.
1: Well, I wonder too, like, maybe there was a situation in the past where, like, she had a bad interaction with a resident, and that's why she's been, like, has, like, this defensive nature to her when a resident comes up to her, um, but, like, I, I still think it's a two-way street. I mean, I've seen situations where a resident ends up talking down to a nurse, and that doesn't play out very well either, um, and it, like, maybe Mm -hmm. these people are just having a bad day and they don't really know how to handle their emotions in the workplace, or maybe that's just two different personalities rubbing the wrong way. Um, Yeah.
0: Yeah. A hundred percent. When you're almost any interaction you have with somebody, you're really just catching a glimmer of what their overall day is looking like. Mm -hmm. And you really don't have enough of an understanding of what's going on behind the scenes in their life to understand how they're processing this current information. Mm -hmm. So that allows me to at least treat a lot of people with grace, knowing that I don't know the entirety of what they're bringing to that situation. I think a lot of these disagreements also come to arise because there's a lot of unwritten rules in medicine. Like if you've ever worked in an ICU, you just know it's an unwritten rule to never touch the pumps in the ICU. Um, Mm -hmm. Same thing with the ventilators. There Mm -hmm. are just people who are very possessive of their pumps and their ventilators. And if, let's just say, for example, something goes wrong. So let's say you decide to change the insulin pump from three units to five units or whatever. Um, And then all of a sudden your patient becomes hypoglycemic and your nurse didn't know about it. They could feel very, you know, um, treaded on that you basically took it upon yourself to change their patient care and didn't mm-hmm. tell them about it. Uh, so I, I totally see both sides of, you know, the argument. I just think. Yeah, I mean, I way...
1: talked, talked to nurses about that too. Like, I mean, when I first started out as a student, I was like, oh, like, are your nurses allowed to touch the ventilators? Or like, are you allowed to adjust it? Because in school, we do learn how, like, to set it up and everything and they they would tell me no like we really respect our respiratory therapist so we let them do their thing if they ask us to adjust it for them then we will or if something's going very wrong then we will adjust it but otherwise we like we kind of know our place and our place is not to mess with the respiratory therapist's ventilators i i think another part where unkindness can stem from is like not that there are any positions that are beneath others, but I think that there is this idea that a position can be beneath another, where a nurse might be rude to a CNA, and I've definitely been told by a nurse, like, oh, I don't want to do the dirty work, that's what you're here for, or like, "I like they just leave the room and don't ask to help me when I'm cleaning up a patient. Um. So, where do I want to go with this? I guess I see... It's It can be very frustrating for everyone with their roles to have another person talk down to them. And I think it's just important to realize that everyone is important in the work they do. And it's very important to help one another as well.
0: 100%. Uh, mm-hmm. There has to be respect for everyone in the room and an understanding that everyone involved in this room is centering their attention around the patient and wants to develop the best or uh, deliver the best patient care they possibly can. I think one of the greatest things that you're doing is you're sort of allowing yourself to go through the chain of command and, you know, working as a CNA before you become a nurse and being a student before you become a nurse allows you to see that natural progression of where you're ultimately going to be so that when you work with people who are quote-unquote, you know, lesser- skill set than you or lower you know i don't want to say rank but just like from a credentialing perspective can't do mm-hmm. as much as as you can um you still have the respect to know that what they're doing is important and you value the care that they bring to a patient
1: mm-hmm.
0: one thing i try and do personally um actually two things i'll mention um if i'm ever doing a procedure or even like my operating room. I like to keep my space very neat. I don't like when other people have to pick up after me. So that includes even like the tourniquets for like an IV. I try and make sure that's picked up afterwards, any scraps, um, Mm -hmm. any gauze, like even if I drop like blood on a blanket after doing an IV or an arterial line, I'll go swap that out for another blanket to almost look like there was no trace of me even being there. Mm -hmm. Um, The other thing that I that I like to do is know some of the housekeepers by name, um, or the people who are turning over our operating room. One, it just kind of brings more entertainment to my everyday life, because I can just kind of, you know, crack jokes with them and just interact with them. Um, But two, it also, I hopefully makes them feel appreciative. And I go out of my way to say thank you for helping to clean up our space. Uh, And I think they deserve that recognition, just as much as You know, I deserve the recognition for waking up the patient at the end of the case, because ultimately we're all trying to make uh, the situation better for this patient and for the next patient who's about to come into the operating room.
1: Mm -hmm. I think overall, it's kind of just a matter of respecting one another. Um, And that's the end of it, really.
0: (laughs) Yeah, medicine's a hard world. It's it's a Mm -hmm. stressful world. And... People can very quickly lose sight that we all came into this profession for a similar reason, and that's to take care of patients. But very quickly, you can let your ego get away in that. And all it takes is just for a couple people to put you down. And then all of a sudden, you turn into somebody who feels like they need to put other people down because you've gone through this process. And it's a really ugly cycle. But I think the more people we can break out of that cycle and the more people we can just have be normal, have normal human interactions with each other and drop a lot of the accolades and a lot of the hierarchy, um, I think we can make for less burnout and a more enjoyable work environment. Mm-hmm.
1: And I'm going to go ahead and say that that's what you took out of today's episode because that was a pretty good
0: summary. <laughs> that, that is my summary for today's episode. That's perfect. <laughs> I think you're getting pretty good at this whole thing. Yeah. How about you? What was your, what was your takeaway? So you're, I think you are at a very crucial uh, point in your career where you're still a student, but you're not too far away from being a professional. So these next two years, you're gonna be able to bridge that gap of saying, I was in this person's shoes not too long ago, so exactly. I can empathize with how this student is feeling.
1: Yeah, I mean, having this conversation and having all these experiences is really important to me just to be able to learn the kind of nurse that I want to be and as I grow professionally, just the kind of healthcare provider, I will say that I want to be. Um, so it's important to keep practicing respect, you know, um, knowing what is professional and what is not in the work environment. Um, being able to keep a smile on my face and others' face is very something that's very important to me, so uh, yeah. Thanks for having this conversation with me. It's very helpful.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. I think it's an important one and I hope anyone listening took something out of it and chooses to be a kinder person today or tomorrow.
1: Awesome. We'll see you next All right. time. I'll
0: see you. Sounds good. See you later, Rach. Bye.